from Scotland Yard. Yes. It's fine if you don't tell me your secrets. I intend to keep mine, but don't lie to me. Oh, what? I heard Mr. Huff. I assume you belong to some kind of, I don't know, agency, I don't care which one, and that your current assignment is to investigate Harmony Shoal, correct? No, I was just passing. Okay, okay, yes, fine, okay, yes. Broadly speaking, yes. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Scott. And we're talking about a Doctor Who episode. It's the Christmas special from 2016, Return of Doctor Mysterio. Um, and what were your first... Uh, my, my first impressions of the trailer for this looked like it could have been the worst episode ever. And I thought the same. I thought this was going to suck. Yeah. I couldn't really get much out of the trailer. I figured I'd wait and see it, and maybe there'd be some surprises, but... Um, I don't know. I think overall, I would give it like a B minus. Yeah, it was. You know, I didn't. I didn't have any expectations from the trailer. Just was what it was. Okay. I never have high expectations for the Christmas specials. No, and I didn't either. I wasn't even gonna watch it on Christmas night, but things wound up early, and I was like, you know, it was late because I ended up watching it late, and I said, I'll, I'll go ahead and watch it, and. Uh, I thought it was the best Christmas special ever because it didn't annoy me. Not even no, the squeaky thing? No, but, but that's supposed to annoy you. That's It was funny. That part was funny because it would annoy the doctor. It, 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 it was perfect for Peter Capaldi's doctor because it, it he didn't, you know, even though it was an animate object, he didn't, it felt like it was, it sounded like it was suffering, like it was being tortured, and I just thought that was cool, whereas in the past, um, things to annoy me would be like, Happy Christmas Doctor and Benefakalaka and all this, it just, you know, it didn't have any of that at all, for the most part, there was a couple of things toward the end that bothered me, but... So the prop meant to be annoying was actually funny. Well, it's not, it's it. not annoying, it's, it's, I mean, it's maybe good. it's annoying. I thought for sure that prop, when I was watching it, Ken's gonna get annoyed on that, because... No, but that that's the whole point. I mean, if it was a companion, or if it was a real alien going around going, ee, or if, if it turned out to be a real alien or something, yes. And that's what would have happened in the past, I think. It really would have... Or if it makes... It'll be in other episodes later on, because you brought it with him, and if it becomes important later on, then yes, it'll become annoying, because he ties it in with something else. But as it, as it was, it was supposed to represent... You know, it was kind of a neat little eccentric way to, to get the doctor to talk and you know it, it worked you know how else is a reporter going to get the doctor to talk but to torture a <laughs> inanimate object I thought it was funny I so mean, hell actually has frozen over since you actually liked the Christmas special mm. well and a new Hulu episode even Ooh, yeah and a Capaldi episode because I don't think he liked any of the Capaldi episodes I, 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 I like Capaldi a lot I think he's he potentially could be a lot better than any of the other doctors from the new series because he's not Annoying? As an energetic <laughs> annoying. I like I like in this episode how they introduce him. Like, he doesn't just, like, you know, run through the doors waving his arms. He's just, yeah. you know, the, the camera pans over and he's eating sushi and he's just standing there. <laughs> I thought that, that was, like, my favorite part, probably. 
Yeah, that, that was good. That was, he goes, you must be a rookie. you got to bring food. <laughs> <laughs> I brought snacks. Um, but that wasn't how he got introduced. He was in No, earlier. he was hanging upside down. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but, but that was the first time. second introduction. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, um, how he just came in. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know why the doctor just let someone get killed. I don't know why he wouldn't have run in there and said, "Wait," you know. But he just kind of. Well, the door was locked shut. Well, it was open for a while. Then it. When did it close? I mean. They were listening in on it. Well, they, the, the scientist guy closed it behind them. But they were. They, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was. They were listening for the most part, and then they. Maybe got, he knew that that guy got killed, and it was a fixed point in time, and he couldn't do it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> not one line. <laughs> so, um, and I thought the introductory, where you know they're having a conversation with uh, you know the kid there about Grant about um, superheroes, know, Clark is Superman. You know, I thought that was that was that was, that was, funny. That was funny. Yeah. It, it shows how he's out of touch with like pop culture sometimes when and then, you know, <laughs> everybody knows. And when we're talking about Spider-Man, he got bit by a radioactive spider. So guess what happened? Sickness, death, puking. <laughs> um, that was awesome. Um, I, you know, I was uh, when I saw the trailer before I saw the episode. I was thinking, how are they going to validate a superhero in the Doctor Who universe? You know, like the whole cliche comic book character look and you know when the kid swallows the radioactive gemstone, uh, gemstone thinking it was like cough medicine or something that actually worked because I, you know he's coughing gives him the here take this the, the glass okay. of water and then he gives him the, the thing that looks like you know, a pill a pill yeah so I thought that worked really well what would you expect a 10 year old kid to do you know swallow it yeah batteries you know Everything. <laughs> yeah, so I thought the origin was okay. I thought the whole superhero thing made sense. Um, you know, he, he ends up, the superhero ends up being a nanny or whatever and has a crush for this girl or whatever. I, I like that whole setup. I like his visit to the school when the kid's like, you know, not looking at anyone because he has the x-ray vision and stuff. I thought all that was really good, and I didn't have any problems with it at all. I thought the whole origin of that character made sense, and he was pretty believable. I mean, he wasn't, you know... I thought it was done well because it was so sort of done in that over-the-top way that most superhero storylines are done. Yeah. You know, it, the, the dialogue was stilted in just the right way, and, you know... It reminds me of, like, how Christian Bale, like, does the Batman voice. Yeah, <laughs> that, and then when, he, when he's being interviewed, it was just out of, that's right out of Superman um, with Christopher Reeve. Even, even the dialogue's almost exactly the same. Yeah, the X-ray vision and all that, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, an, it was neat. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about the, the alien race, the villains? Well, they were in before. They were in last year's Christmas special. It was you. Right, right. He was, you know, trying to. I forgot what he was trying to do, but he was trying to, you know, had the gun on River and the Doctor, and he had the thing. Yeah. The name was slightly different because it was futuristic, but it was the same shoal and whatever. Yeah, I just I felt a little let down for like their their opponent. I mean, there's all these brains in the tank, but they, you know, they're inactive. They're not doing anything. But there's only like two characters that are trying to take over the world and. He didn't really know why they wanted to take over the world either. And 
I have a bad feeling it's going to loop back around the river because Riverstead. It, yeah, Riverstead. It's Melody Pond, it's River Song, it's Harmony Shoals. It just, there's too many. Well, well you know they're going to come back because the guy escapes. In a, well, the yeah. brain escaped in another body. I, I I hate to sound pedantic, but um, I really don't think that you can fit a brain and a handgun inside the cranial <laughs> cavity. Well, he mentioned something about it was some dimensional thing or something. But the gun coming out of the head was stupid. I thought. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could just have a shoulder holster under your suit. You just yeah. have to. I think they did it for like dramatic effect, but it was like overused. I mean, it was stupid. It, they did it twice, and it's like, okay, well, first time's a surprise, second time is just kind of redundant. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, it's like like the Autons, for example, in, in uh, Spearhead from Space, you know, when they take over other people's bodies, you, they're creepy, you can kind of tell they're not human because they've got this, like, waxy look, like, glossy, you know, shiny faces, but, you know, how are they going to... Uh, Assume you know identities of politicians and things like that with a gash down their face. Oh no, that disappears. Oh, it does. Right? No, you don't see it when they don't when they don't have it. Yeah, you kind of sort of do. Hmm. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I, it was a cool effect when uh, that doc, the doctor guy, not Doctor Who, the the scientist guy, is like half of his face was out of adjustment and he just snapped it back in like yeah. a like a dislocated shoulder. I mean, the whole plan, the whole plot was kind of stupid. I mean, yeah. it was kind of like, wait a minute, we're doing this, we're going to... Uh, the building could withstand four nuclear blasts, but this guy punched a hole through it, and then they're going to drop a bomb on it. And the building is still going to be there, and all the politicians are going to flee to the ground. The ground building. below it might crumble, and the whole building might collapse. I, 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 don't, I don't get how that plan would work. And it was a little it. elaborate, I thought, but I, mean, yeah, I ignored it because I didn't think it was that important to the plot. It was just kind of like, that tends to happen sometimes. As long as it doesn't interfere with the story, even though it's part of the story, it really isn't. Because it's yeah. just like, oh, uh, we're aliens from another planet and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, the whole plot is about Grant, his girlfriend, and, and the doctor, and, and how they get through this. It doesn't really matter what your plot is because... Yeah, I just don't know how they can make the assumptions that, you know, all the world leaders will will come yeah. to, to, New York to New York City. Like it would just be chaotic. I Especially mean, if just one spaceship crashes. I mean, if we can't get the nations of the world to get together on global warming. How can, you know? Oh. How can we arrange them to get to New York so save themselves so they but, can? And then it, New York might have blown up. Why would they go to New York? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, especially if this one building right, is still standing. Go to Ground Zero. Yeah. And it's only because this one building is still standing. Yeah, but it, it doesn't make any sense. It, Which that I part kind is, of have doubts about that because there's so many sewer tunnels and subway tunnels in New York City. The building, the ground would collapse. Is it a fictional building or is it does it exist in New York City? I don't know. I think it's just a fiction. It might, you know, I, uh, it's probably a building in London, but not New York. City. No, too bad it was in the Trump Tower. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, um, that's a weak part. And then um, I thought the characters were pretty good, the, the guest characters and everything, the Grant and the, what's her name there. I thought they handled them really well. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, it, was her name Elizabeth, was it? 
Lucy. Lucy. I liked that Lucy. scene where he's about to reveal his identity and she looks away and then looks back and he's got the mask on. Yeah. You never, you like, never lied to me. That was kind of a take from you know the Michael Keaton Batman when he was going to tell what's her name, Vicky Vale, that he was Batman, but then changed his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, what do you think about Nardal being back? Well, he wasn't that annoying as I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be more of a, you know, a, you know, a train wreck, you know, kind of like the Mariah Carey New Year's Eve thing. Where, <laughs> yeah. Where he's just watching and you're just shaking your head. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't that annoying as I thought he'd be. It looks I, like he's going to be recurring character. I ended up I liking him more than I, than I thought I would, you know. I read that he's going to be in all of season 10, right? Or 10? Yeah. So now they'll have, like, three companions, like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, two companions, like... Like mm -hmm. in the old days, yeah. I, I don't understand this point. I don't understand the point of that character. I mean, well, I don't think he did much in this episode. He was kind of, he was already knowledgeable. He's already been off on the TARDIS on his own with his own adventures. Well, we don't know how he's, much time he, went by between the last no, time. No, but he's almost like now a male River Song, where he he has a one up on the Doctor, and he's kind of really intelligent. I, and I don't get that because they've done stuff like that before and it hasn't worked, even though they say it might, it doesn't. Oh, like with, you know, yeah, like this Romana, well, Romana. I guess yeah. it's kind of like comic relief, like the way they introduced um, yeah, but he, Donna Noble in a, in a sense, but, you know. Yeah, but he doesn't have a pilot to TARDIS. I know, and, and it's supposed to, you know, according to canon... Only the Doctor can, because of biorhythms or whatever, only he can operated, but there's been times the where... The river flew it? Yeah. And Tegan did once, but... but By accident. But not really. Yeah, I just don't understand the point of that character. I, I mean, comedy relief, maybe, but I, I didn't like him in his first appearance. I don't. I barely even remember his first appearance, to tell you the truth, but was he in the big, big suit or something? Yeah, his head got cut off yeah. and put into the robot. So. I, I, I'm not... I don't like when they bring comedians into Doctor Who because that means you're kind of making it a comedy. Well, but it worked with, uh, with, with Donna, Donna, Donna Noble. Noble, yes, because they didn't make her a, a comedian. I mean, there was a couple of episodes where she was, but they toned it down. And so maybe they'll be okay with that. But the worst part of this whole episode was the whole reference to Riverson again and again and again. It didn't happen as often as it could have. Um, but it happened at the end, and it was like, okay, it's been a while since we've seen that episode because we haven't seen anything since. Yeah, that for was the a last year. episode. Yeah. So I, I understand it, but we had that guy, the whatever his name is again, I don't Nardo. know, turn around and go, hey, everyone, in case you forgot, the, the doctor was in love with Riversan and blah, 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 and it, I was like, oh, boy, this story was really good up until this point, and now we're going back to this again. Sort of like when Rose left, and then we couldn't get through a season without the Doctor mentioning something about Rose and, and Rose interfering with the storyline. And I'm like, I feel like it's like they, okay, fine, they they beat it to death. It's there. Let's go on. You're saying maybe she'll be back, and there's more to it. Well, I don't know if she'll be back, but I think it it might have something yeah. to do with her. You know, it could just and the similarities of the names. Yeah. And of course, everyone's going to go, wow, Peter Capaldi and uh, um, Alex Kingston. Alex Kingston did a, were great together. Let's have them be together again. 
it's like, well, it doesn't make sense to the plot, and, you know, I'm just not a fan of that character. Mm-hmm. There's episodes that she's good in, but overall, um, but... I think it would be typical of Moffat to bring her back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I, 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 I thought the whole thing where he just kind of... It was River Song, and it's like, okay, we knew that. They don't. They didn't need to know that. The Doctor's mysterious. He doesn't have to tell it. Well, he didn't tell them, but this guy did. What was the point of telling them? I mean, it just... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just kind of dragged it all down, and then maybe it's supposed to be like this is a... They keep saying this is like a new beginning. Look at the universe as a new, and the Doctor's like at the end, he's like all depressed, and he goes, Ugh! you know, he's... Okay, what... You know, is this supposed to be like, are they making a change? Are they doing something different? Mm-hmm. What's the point? I mean, it's like every season he's dragged down with a, you know, he had a companion leave him right before that, and he hasn't even thought of her. No, Clara, well, he forgot her. Remember, his memory was wiped of her. Oh, okay. I had forgotten that. I did, too. I must be the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I, I, I tend to forget things in these series that, that aren't, Good. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That's why I don't remember the husbands of River Song that well. That episode. No, I hate that episode. One scene I liked was when the reporter comes home, like she left before the doctor and what's his name? Nardal. Nor- Nardal. Nardal. And uh, she shows up and they're in the kitchen just hanging out. I like when you take you know a sci-fi element and put it in a normal environment. It's just you know like seeing the doctor in your kitchen. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the whole thing, the way that they edited it together, they had the, the comic book panels for one scene, and they're just going back and forth, and he goes to rescue, and then he flies off, and he comes through the door, and just his back and forth for getting the glasses, I thought that was all cleverly edited and everything. Yeah. And, um, like I said, I, I left, I, I go into this episode waiting for it, waiting for the moment where I go, there, this sucks, this is I knew it was coming. <laughs> And, and, and it, it didn't and didn't happen. At the end, I was I was like, toward the end, I was like, okay, I, I can't believe it, but we actually have a really good episode. And, and oh, River Song, oh no, and, and it kind of let me down a little bit. But overall, I, I I didn't have that Happy Christmas, Doctor, or the um, something to annoy me, and it just didn't annoy me, which is I know it is. Yeah. I watched it, and I wasn't annoyed that much. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that annoyed me was the story was weak. I mean, it wasn't a strong story, but it was, you know, but other than that. Visually, it was good. I mean, production values were good. The concept was Production values are are usually good in the Christmas episodes. I mean, even the one with the the pilot, the missing pilot, the doctor, the whatever in the wardrobe. Yeah. Um... The production values were good in that. Yeah. You know, that forest was amazing. Yeah, but we didn't get a... Storyline. We didn't get a giant godzilla size uh, cyber king stomping through Victorian London. No. I, I, think, <laughs> I think one of the things... It, it it's was probably a good thing. A friend of mine, Russell T. Davis, once <laughs> told me um, <laughs> that the story for Doctor Who is usually not what, you're, what you need to focus on. Um, the episode Doomsday, I think it was. The one with the Cybermen and Daleks? Yeah. There was a, when the Daleks and Cybermen first met up, 
that was that was huge. Yeah, I, 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 you know, you were like going, <gasps> yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah, you were my living room watching me go. <laughs> yeah, but he's got all those webcams you're wearing. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, all the fans were doing that. But their scene was cut short, and we see them up on the screen, and uh, Jackie and Pete Tyler are sitting there having a conversation, and I'm watching this. Not even remembering about the Simon the Dallas because it was so emotionally engaging, and I know some fans were probably like, "What's this? Go back!" To... And they eventually did, but I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? This is—it's about the emotion and the characters, and this story was the same way. Who cares what those weird aliens were that were—that—that's not important. And I know it's hypocritical because other times I criticize the script mm -hmm. and the plot. Maybe because the characters aren't that strong enough to engage me. So if mm -hmm. I don't see strong characters, I don't like River Song that much. So if I see River Song going, oh, sweetie, spoilers, I'm kind of tuned out. And I go, okay, well, maybe the story's pretty good. No? Okay. <laughs> what do I have then? Special effects, maybe? I mean, and well, so. Well, yeah, the, the writing has to be good. And, and I did like the story with Jackie and her her husband. I thought I thought that was effective every because they were together a couple of in a couple of episodes. Yeah, this was an alternate Peter. The alternate, Peter, yeah. yeah so and I was... really liked that. And I think that when the writing is strong enough and the actors are strong enough, you know, because there were some episodes with Amy and Rory where it was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Not many, but there was a couple. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I thought this episode, I... I, I Sort of, I didn't ignore the stupid parts like we just talked about, about really crashing the building, because I, I just felt like I got something out of it, so I don't care about that much. And maybe that's being hypocritical. Maybe I need to look at the whole thing and say, well, you're right, the story was really bad. But, I mean, if you look back in Doctor Who history, even even the classic episodes had some stories that were really good. I know. Wait a minute. Yeah, two, I think. No. <laughs> but... Um, in classic Doctor Who, sometimes it's the acting that takes you out of it. It's it's sometimes it's yeah. not that good, but the stories were, I think, in general, maybe better. But they were a little bit different than they are these days. There wasn't as much like you said. He, he didn't run in the door and say, "Come on, we gotta go!" Boom! And there was only running down the street and smiles and everyone going, "Oh my god!" And, you know, and that'll lead me into another part of this, which we'll talk about briefly. Is the uh, scenes for next season which yet again I'm like oh no maybe oh you mean the next season trailer again yeah. with the Daleks well yeah well, the Movellans are in it okay. did you see the Movellans no the I have Movellans, to watch it again the Movellans are in the trailer it's where there's an explosion and you see one person flying over the other it's a Movellan because it's got the Movellan gun and everything oh, nice. no it's just a guy with no no hair. it's the Movellans okay it's okay the Movellans. in that case I don't mind the dog in that case I, I could care less no but um, I'm gonna guess he, he doesn't like the emoji robot aliens oh no that, that those can be creepy as long as they're creepy every time we've seen a Moffat monster that looks creepy like the uh, ticket taker things and um, what was the other one? The, was... the ventriloquist dummies were kind of huh. creepy. Well, they, and, and they were, but he ends up not making them. They're they're not like, like they don't do anything. They're just like I don't remember what it was, but there was one monster in particular that was so creepy, but it just sat there and went click click, and it didn't do anything. I'm like, okay, well they weren't. Is that mean... the girl in the fireplace episode? Um, 
The Clockwork Men? Maybe. They were creepy. They didn't do much, but I'm, I'm thinking... They cannibalized when, people. Yeah, but Moffat, in, in his production, did something, and maybe it was the ticket-taker things that were just... Ticket-taker things? Yeah, weren't they like, uh, or... I don't remember. They were... I don't remember, but... You mean, there's, there's a name for them. Yeah, yeah something I don't know. About it oh, yeah, it's I not see. important, but... Yeah. Um, I forgot my point now. <laughs> We're talking about the new oh, uh, I, uh, season. I, I joked around with Jeff and I said I may have to watch this on BBC America and turn the closed captions on because I didn't understand a word the new companion said. Billy, because she <laughs> talks so fast. Oh. And, and there's an accent. She's got but, a thick accent. But she also talks really, really fast. And I remember when, when Moffat hired... Jenna Coleman, he hired her. One of the reasons was because she could rattle through the script really fast. And that's what this series does. The people talk so fast and they're like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and I don't like that because, not that I don't understand them, but it's because they're trying to throw too much in and everything. And I'm just afraid that this companion is going to be annoying. <laughs> well, that's been, uh, you know, when Tennant was the doctor, there were a lot more two-part episodes. Hmm. And it didn't feel like things moved quite so fast, yeah. you know. And I think, I think that helps. You know, it can slow the story down a little bit. And instead of trying to throw everything into, you know, fifty-five minutes or whatever, yeah. they they could do it over two hours and and have a lot more time to get the story done properly. And I wonder how someone like the new new series people, the fans and stuff like that, would feel about that. Did you ever feel any of those stories were too slow? The two parters? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I was always like, oh my god, I need to watch the next episode. When's the next episode? Yeah, yeah I like the cliffhanger element. Cause I like cliffhangers in general yeah. in, a, in a TV show. Yeah. But it does help if you can binge watch. Because I'm impatient. Then you don't have to wait. <laughs> yeah, I've just been binge watched like four seasons of two different shows in like two days. Which are not related to Doctor Who, so I'm not going to mention them. But. The problem with that is, well, that, that, that's a whole other story. About it was also the screen. Then you got to wait like two years for the next season to come out. No, and, but I mean, yeah, you get used to watching. I'm curious about the screaming woman in the trailer. That woman was just screaming. I'm not curious at all. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's because you don't like the new show. No, I mean... And the Movellans are back, to tell you that. Just to get, that that's the only reason I'll be they have their, like, um... Jeff, Rick I don't. James Jeff, I don't know if you knew this or not. Disco style wigs. The Mavellas have got to be one of the worst villains, mo monsters in all of Doctor oh, yeah. history. Yeah, in order to so, deactivate <laughs> them, you just take the flashlight yeah, out yeah, of the belt. We'll have to watch that as one of our. As a lead up to the one of the Mavellas. But to put. Um, but that was like the alien line. I never thought I would see coming back in New Who, and that they were in the trailer. And. and to give them credit, a lot of times they bring these 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 monsters back. They sometimes improve on them or do really well. Not all the time. I, mean. I would like to see the Weirin come back. You know those insects, because I mean the Tom Baker one. It's a great story, but they just look like you know people shuffling around with the you know little fake tractators. Oh yeah, is that yeah. the mining episode? Uh, it's on a. It's on a. Um, Tractator, what is a miner? It's on a uh, space station. Ark in space. It was a. Uh, and there's people in hibernation, and the insect oh. got in there. It was kind of like Alien before Alien yeah. came out. It's like Frontios. They're, they look a little bit like the Frontios. Oh, okay. the, but they, they are insects. They look like giant They're, weevils. Well, we're yeah. on this subject. I just wanted to say this this Christmas episode um, would have been a great opportunity to bring back the crack, uh, the carcass. 
from oh. the mind robber. The wimpiest <laughs> superhero, superhero in the world. Yeah, I guess Zoe. That was the, the Scott. If that had happened, that would have annoyed me. And then I would have to sit there and go, that was annoying. The caucus well, they, was annoying. They would never do it, but... <laughs> I know. Dr. Mysterio versus the caucus. Yeah. That goes back to your whole uh, plan to do the verses. You could do those two characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought... Uh, what, what was um, what was the superhero's name? The Ghost? The Ghost. The Ghost. I, I, I thought he maybe was too powerful. Um, does he have an anti-gravity um, power or something? Because when he caught the spaceship... Well, he has super strength. Yeah, but wouldn't he have just kind of kept going into the... <laughs> he might have been okay, but he would have just, like... Oh, well, Superman catches him he, he stays in the air. Did he, was he flying, though, when he I got him? I thought he was just... Hovering. had one foot on the ledge and one foot on the... Maybe. Well, it's like, you know, when Thor's in an elevator and he drops it or something, does it... I mean, I don't know. There's all kinds of things about that. Sometimes but. you just have to, you know... Go with it. No, just you have to pick it apart and look for something. That well, he started you. levitating when the girl kissed him. Yeah. So I was confused by the title because I thought Dr. Mysterio was going to be the superhero, not the ghost, and I was wondering why was there a G on his chest, and then, then you know, Dr. Strange came out to the theaters, and I thought they were playing on that as, you know, a superhero named Dr. Mysterio, and then turns out it's the Doctor. Yeah. And I guess that's annoying. So let's see, now now you're bringing the show down for me. I'm starting to not like it. But I don't like it when Doctor Who's about the Doctor, but this wasn't really about the Doctor. Even though the title said Doctor Mysterio. Until the end, then it was about the Doctor mm. and his broken heart, 24 days or whatever it was with River Song. 24 years. 24 years, yeah, whatever. Get over it. And again, that goes back to that 24 years with River Song, okay. Why does Moffat have to, like, when the episode there where he's trying for, what, billions of years to get out of that thing, can't, can't you make it less than that? Because it just was too much. He just overdoes it all the yeah. time. I didn't but we only got one more season of him anyway. One more season and one more Christmas special, so then he's gone. So Is that definite that he's done? Oh, yeah, they already got uh, Chris Chibnall's taking over. Oh, yeah. So now you're oh, getting you don't know, up. Capaldi might not be done. We don't know if Capaldi's leaving or not, right? No. I think he said that he was going to, but it's not confirmed. I think he's staying. staying. I hope he stays. I hope he stays. I'd like to see him under somebody else. Yeah, yeah I definitely want to see a new um, producer, writer. I don't understand why the producers have to do, like, the majority of the writing for the series instead of... I don't I think don't... they do. I think that's just Moffat. Well, Russell T. Davies did, wrote, like... A disproportionate amount of episodes. And then he would take the script that came to him and write, write it over. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I think Robert Sherman old, got mad because he yeah. redid parts of Dalek. In the old days, there was a producer and a script editor, and they would collaborate, and if they received a script from a writer, you know, they might make some revisions to it. A lot of times, but Terrence Dicks had to rewrite a lot of them because they came back in our god awful, and or they would scrap them. That's why we got like 10 parts to the War Games because. One of the scripts he came back, he threw away. You have to wonder when you watch these episodes, how much of it? I mean, unless you find the original script, how much of it is the original script? And then you're like, would it have been better if if Russell T. Davis hadn't interfered with this episode? Like one of my favorites is Impossible Planet and Satan Pit, but Moffat said later on they rewrote a lot of that. So my feeling is, and I'm. 
at the time I wasn't a fan of Russell T. Davis, I would go through that episode and I would go, oh, there's a stupid moment right there. There is Russell T. Davis writing that. And, and, and maybe it was just, I shouldn't have done that, but, but it, or was he the one writing the good stuff and the author had some bad stuff? I don't know, but it's just be curious to see what it would have been like without them because I think sometimes they, they're too influ influential. And maybe the story would have been happening. Well, that's the problem, I think, with some of the Moffat ones. No one is going back and rewriting and checking his stuff. Right. So maybe when Moffat was writing for Russell T. Davis, Russell T. Davis made it as good as they were. Cause those or were he really just went episodes. back to Stephen and said, Stephen, you need to fix this. Or, and see, no one is yeah. checking him because he's writing everything. Maybe. Be curious to see that. That would be disheartening because the whole time I thought Moffat was... A god in in the Russell T. Davis era because he was doing so well, and he was winning all the awards, and every year Russell T. Davis would would be nominated or whatever or not nominated, and Moffat would win the awards for each season. So it was obvious Moffat was the best. Then when Moffat took over, it was other people winning the awards or not at all. Moffat wasn't winning anything until recently. I think he won something for last year, I think, or something, but... I forget. Certain, he, certain awards, even. Yeah. But, and so it's like, is it because you're the main showrunner that you just don't have time to write good scripts, or maybe someone's not there looking at your script going, boy, you better do something different about that. Or you're trying to produce two shows at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And then my thought was... You know, how come Sherlock is usually, in my opinion, so much better than Doctor Who? Because um, they probably take their time. Because it's like, they, what? There's only three episodes, and they take forever to write new ones. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. But when it first came out, I don't think it was as... I don't think it, it, it as, as, as much as it takes separation. forever to write new ones. I think it just takes forever for the two actors to be free. Well, now it does, yeah. yeah. But I think part of that is, is like, there's... I feel like they're still trying to write to children. I don't. I read, read someone agreed with me, some Doctor Who person. They said, you know, in the past they would just write stories, and it wasn't for children. It was just for everyone. And now the, these stories sometimes seem to be more for children. Well, the Christmas ones definitely seem more for children because they're always so silly. Yeah. Well, there was like some mature innuendo about yeah, um, when the reporter asked, like, "Do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend?" You know, you're flying around with a G on your chest. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of the ambiguously gay duo from oh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't know if that's PC or if that's, um... I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, so, well that's the way the reporter would ask it nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it was nice of her to ask, I guess. Which I should assume. Are you single? Yeah. What was this about you doing something for an article about American... Read something on Facebook or something like that. You were credited in some article about the episode. I was credited. I don't know. I saw your name pop up, and it was some article about maybe it was a re the review, but I thought it was before the review. And you mentioned something about it took place in America, so you were talking about how it would took place in America. Does that sound familiar? No. Okay. I, I, that's weird. You're gonna have to show that to me. Yeah, I don't know if I could find it. it was a while ago. I totally forgot about but it. But before we wrap up, what do you want to see? Return a classic in, in the next, or what do you want to see in the next season? I mean, because we already know that the Daleks and good episodes and Missy are going to be back, but I'd really like to see who's going to be back. Missy, didn't you see? Oh, you didn't see the pictures of her with oh, never mind. Well, Did I just ruin your day? I think I just with ruined River your day. Song. I'd like to see the Sea Devils come back. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Or, I heard a rumor about that, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I'd like to see... You know who I'd like to see back are good stories. Stories that don't annoy me. Like emoji robots? <laughs> no, it depends on the story. But if they're... If they're... I don't know. I'd like to see a good balance of, like, pseudo-historicals, contemporary, and sci-fi. Like, futuristic. I mean, that's usually the format. It's like, you know, he goes back and forth, you know. If it's always, like, in the future, that, that gets kind of boring. You know, I like to see the reaction of, of indigenous characters. That and, and, like, no story arc that goes the whole season. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily bring back a lot of past characters. I mean, if there's, like, the Ice Warrior story a couple of years ago, just brought back the Ice Warrior. We didn't have the Ice Warrior and a hundred other different characters come back at the same time. I don't like when they do the kitchen sink yeah. episodes. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I'm, I'm, I heard a rumor that Caroline Ford might be in this season, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess we won't know until they tell us. Well, what happened was, I think, um, someone showed, like, who was it that showed up recently in the show? Um, maybe not. Was there someone from the past that showed up maybe about three or four seasons ago? Maybe not. I, I guess I was wrong. But I thought... Moth, uh, Peter Capaldi was inviting past companions and, and actors and actresses to the TARDIS. And then Katie Manning. Katie Manning was, Caroline Ford, Fraser Hines. Yeah, so that started a rumor that maybe they were going to appear. And I thought one of them did. I thought it was the first one that was there appeared in the show, but I, I guess not. Maybe not. Maybe it was just my imagination. Andrew. <laughs> no, I don't want to see Adric back. I wouldn't mind seeing the past companion back. I mean... When have they done that? They've only done it a couple times. Oh, we did Sarah Jane. Yeah, so... Well, Katie Manning in the Sarah Jane yeah. Adventures, but... I mean... Yeah, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, why don't you just bring everyone back? I mean... But. Well, I'm, I don't want to talk about spoilers, but if anyone saw Rogue One, you know, maybe they could bring the Brigadier back using CG. <laughs> Which would be awful. I'm just saying, it's a joke. I'm it joking. barely was... Kidding. Yeah, I know. Okay. It barely worked in Rogue One. It's not going to work in uh, Doctor Who with their budget. No, 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 not. Mm, nope. But I mean, they can get Sean Pertwee to come back and play uh, the third Doctor. That would be cool. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. Oh. Yeah. Can we dedicate this episode to the late Carrie Fisher? Sure. Okay. To Carrie Fisher. Okay, thanks for listening.